Welcome to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your host, George, Gabe, and our very special guest today, a good friend, Jeremy, and his guitar. That's right. I don't think I have a name for it. You don't? Actually, I might, I might. I think I call it like the White Knight. Oh, because it smashes through. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. You have that it in the has back. a little engraved. Uh, Honestly, that first, what are those things? So this is like a tremolo, so it allows me to control how much of the bridge I want to bend upwards or down. Dude, I saw that at the back. I thought it was like the batteries were like the rock band <laughs> guitar. Goes. I was like, yeah, are, you, are you playing an actual guitar? He plays a rock band guitar. He, I, I play yeah, a rock he band custom. guitar. He formatted the... He, turned, <laughs> he retrofitted the, Yeah, he retrofitted a rock band. It's not me on stage. Guitar. I just put all the MIDI notes and it plays it for me. Nice. So, you know, I'm always on. So you have a chart that like tells you what notes to play and you just yeah. play along? Basically, right, I go perfect. on YouTube and find those little like piano things. That's pretty sick. <laughs> oh, Man. How many true. guitars do you do own? Do I know how to play guitar? Uh, 20, 25? 25? Y- guitars? <laughs> guitars. He just said that he owns 25 guitars. Wait, no, what? <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. So I've, 25? I've, I've, I've been collecting them since, uh, I think when we were in high school, I had like three or four that were my main ones. And then each one has, a for me, each one has a different sound, a different soul, a different kind of vibe to it. I don't even have that many lightsabers. 25. Not yet. 25. <laughs> Not yet. That's incredibly I wouldn't know impressive. where to Where put, do you put them? Yeah. Like, well, some of them, I've cycled them through. Like, I have a little place in, in my uh, house where I have the ones that I use quite often. They, they, that house is like five or six of them. And then the rest of them, as time goes by, I kind of retire them. But then I'll get sentimental and I'll bring them out. and then You retire them, them where? In a storage unit. <laughs> oh, so you literally have like a guitar. I have a guitar unit. storage unit, wow. and that has amps, bass, drums. Do you want to sell any of those to me? <laughs> I mean, we can look into that. I know they're all your babies, but I kind of want to pick up guitar again. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. That's great. Twenty five. <laughs> I've actually been meaning to learn guitar. Is it That's too late great. for me to learn guitar? It's never too late to pick up an instrument. My goal is like at forty. I think I'm it's just. Like, I'm busy this year. I think but it's when just I turn time. 40. Yeah, it's just, you know, the, the discipline of, of putting in the time. Yeah, yeah. I got a big show that I'm producing for April. Paul, Paul White? <laughs> I got the big show. Yeah, he's coming oh, over. We're doing sick. a sitcom for Netflix. Netflix. Dungeons and Dragons? Season two. Oh, big Watch. show. Yeah, the big show show, the go home big show. Um, If you want, <laughs> I got a big show that I'm producing for April 2020 four that's next year right can't keep track correct yeah i mean hopefully this episode goes out in 2023 um in 2024 uh 2024 and then that summer (laughs) that summer i want to start learning to play guitar what's the show is it under wraps is it like top secret no it's not top secret i can say it but if it doesn't happen it's somebody else's fault so i'm putting that out there right now we'll we'll cut this segment out yeah no no we're gonna leave it in and i'm just just know it wasn't my fault something happened maybe another global pandemic or something but uh gonna watch uh, i'm planning to produce a live uh performance of beauty and the beast next year so that's like a whole year-long project you're getting Emma Watson? That'll be great. No, I don't think I'm getting... I You're think gonna I have get my Emma own Watson? original cast. I don't oh think we Why would it be the movie version? Because it's Emma Watson. It's Emma Watson. Watson. Yeah, it's, Emma Watson. It's, do you really need... You're going to pull away from her activism. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> to get into... <laughs> for her show. to do like a one night only <laughs> in Miami, Florida. No, she's not even going to act in it. She's just going to... <laughs> she's just going to watch. She's going to watch and live. Oh, she's just invited to the performance. Yeah. 
right. I was wondering what happened to the stopwatch, by the way. So. He's, I think he posted something. But oh, okay. Anyways. Um, read. <laughs> so a couple of weeks there with a good track record with the stopwatch. Man. I know, right? We were doing so well. It, so age 40, I think. Is that is that age, a realistic goal? Yeah. So if you're still in Miami, maybe you can help me out with that. For sure. Yeah, I got this one kid that wants to teach me, but like he's probably going to go off to college. Well, you're not supposed to. I, don't think, I think I purposely didn't say his name. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. I couldn't really make it out, so I don't think you probably hear it. I, I, I forgot that. Yeah, it's Everyone okay. We're recording everything. Right <laughs> we'll beep it, beep it out. Yeah, like it's that. okay. He probably graduated by now in 2024 yeah. when this episode is out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. um, I'm already 40, actually, when this when this episode drops. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Jeremy. Uh, what, what drives you? Ah, what drives me? I, I guess uh, my passion for, well, my name is Jeremy. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, my passion for music and how you can create from nothing, just like expressing your emotions and feelings. And, you know, there's different interpretations when at least creating music that, you know, I, I might feel very sad about something, but somebody else will interpret that in a different way and it'll mean something different to them. So it's very ambiguous, but at the end of the day, it speaks to us at our core emotionally. How, how long have you been? That was a good outro. I think we should just leave yeah, it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Sell this one to Tubi. Again, Tubi. Uh, that's not Tubi. It's what? Quibi. 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 That was kind of dumb to make two services that sounds almost exactly the same. Who is Tubi? Tubi is like an like a over-air streaming channel. I don't know. Is that like the Roku? Like something, something like that. The Tubi uh, channel. It's not a device, but it's like that. Yeah, like it has multiple channels. You think the oh, British call Tubi it Tubi? Tubi. Yeah, I think so. It's Tubi, isn't it? How long have you uh, been in the music scene, so to speak? Oh, I've been playing for 14 years now. Started in high school, actually middle school into high school. Somebody gave me a Beatles uh, chord book, and that was that was about it. I'm sorry, you said a chord book? Chord, oh, chord, chord book. book. Okay, okay. Yeah, music book. Right okay it's actually pretty interesting i've known jeremy kind of my entire life is so, that true since yeah. i've been since we're like four right yeah dude i still remember your third birthday at chuck e cheese yeah it's <laughs> like almost more than 20 years you know of knowing jeremy and going to same school for the most part yeah and seeing like i remember when jeremy started playing music i remember jeremy had like the long like he still have the long hair but he had the long skater hair and everything um but if there's one thing over the years i can't say about jeremy is that like the discipline and like the love and this like that he puts into that he put into like learning music and just making music is actually like really admirable and i think like that's like you know a really good quality that you have it's like whatever like you put your mind to you really like stuck with it and you got really good like really good and it's like you know i mean even talking about this episode i think it's like you know who's someone that like I think when we were planning this episode, it's like, who's something that we, you know, is really like, you know, well-versed in like either like knowing about music, but also making music and yeah. also like creating. And I think Jeremy was on top of the list on that one. Yeah. We've been wanting to talk about music for a long time and we like uh, sneak in a little bits here, an album drop here or there, but we felt ill-equipped to tackle the the topic holistically because we love music we interface with music we listen and experience it but it's almost like another language you know i'm i'm really big on language verbal linguistic english specifically you know and it's like i i like to think that i connect with language in a way that most people don't like the ins and outs of it 
and the mechanical nature of it and music is like a foreign language one that i can haphazardly speak maybe probably as good as my spanish but um one that i don't know i don't speak it fluently so it's like i can appreciate it but not to the level of like composition and artistry that i think i think you provide a much deeper insight into how did you first get into music how what how did you get drawn to the world of music that's such a vague like general music but <laughs> well i feel like it was always there like i remember when i was young my parents uh they gifted me a, a marimba from nicaragua so mm -hmm. i kind of started figuring out how things worked on there and then they got me that's like that instrument on the iphone like the ringtones yeah yeah so it, it's the wooden blocks that you play with uh two sticks on one hand and one on the other it's mm -hmm. kind of like a keyboard mm -hmm. that's how i always compared it so it was so always that was your first instrument that was the first instrument i didn't know what i was doing i just knew it made cool noises right sorry about that and you don't have to apologize we just our producer just cuts out any of the errant punching of the microphone also i do it every week so i mean it's okay <laughs> yeah link literally tells guests like don't worry about it it's not a problem that's easy and then just like producer dan pulling out his hair in the middle of the night <laughs> why did he punch it but no no yeah so then there's there's pictures that go back to me having like a little ukulele and you know first act i think was coming out when i was four or five so they bought me the little guitar with the microphone and the amp i'm sorry what is that what does that mean uh first act is basically a kid's version a of kid, all the instruments yeah, kids like instrument set oh really yeah so like they have first act my first guitar my first uke mm, interesting and it gives you you know it wasn't as big as it is now and it didn't bring all the information it just brought a guitar an amp and a cable that's it so it's just like go yeah figure like, out learn yeah figure out you know what you can do with that interesting then i kind of stopped a little bit i want to say through elementary and middle school because my dad loves soccer and i was like oh i kind of want to relate to my dad a bit more uh -huh. so got into the gang lifestyle yeah. and got a couple <laughs> tats did some time yeah man some hard time <laughs> but then eventually but then eventually you know Somebody gifted me the Beatles chord book and it was off to races. It was like I kind of found my voice that I couldn't find anywhere else and I haven't stopped since. Yeah, I was like the inverse of that. Because when we were growing up, we had band. You went to jail first and then you picked up a guitar? Yeah, the tats were on and then they came off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, where we, we were in band. Um, we were in band together. Yeah. I think. Yeah, right. And. I played like a bunch of different instruments. I remember different times. Like I got, I think my first one was like violin and then I got the hang of that. And then, um, cause I did lessons for that. And then when I went to school, they didn't need a violin. So, or they didn't like have space for, it. I don't know what it was. I think you said they don't like, they didn't like violin. They're yeah. just like, we taught you, we made you learn this and we don't. No, it's because I had two other friends who were like God, like gifted. Like uh -huh. they eventually <laughs> left to go play that. Like for school, I got scholarships for yeah. that. So it was just like, okay, I guess I'm the not. third amigo. Yeah. So I ended up going to clarinet and then tr like I went, I played trumpet, saxophone, clarinet, bass, clarinet. And then there was that. another one. I forgot what it was, but it was kind of like the inverse relation, like effect where it was like, I kind of started off with the instruments and then I found sport and then I just sport, soccer ended up just taking over. You know, I never really went back to music, unfortunately. Cause you only have time for so much stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is one of the things that it's like, I do kind of, you know, 
regret of it because i like you mm. said lang- like music is a language especially like learning like languages like that yeah is easier when you're a kid and it's like you absorb more and you definitely learn a lot more and i don't know you can attest to this probably it's like uh, music definitely changes the way that you see i mean the world but also like how you learn and how you interpret things i feel like yeah i do feel you know i've, I've recently gone on a, a weird wave i would call it of exploring foreign music mm-hmm. i have no idea what the lyrics are but the emotion still connects yeah like you can you can definitely tell hey this is a sad song this is you know something very it came from within someone and a very special place so it, it does give you that benefit where it's even if you don't speak the language that the lyrics are, are singing you do connect to it universally yeah yeah and that and that's exactly what i mean it's like so eloquently put i think it's just like it it's more than just the words, you know, and I think music is like the beautiful composition of, you know, words with, you know, um, what's the word? I mean, music, but what's a more kind of like stripped down version of saying that? No, clearly I don't beats, have the answer. You know, um, melody, exactly, oh. things strung together to to make art, and I feel yeah, like, I guess that notes. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. just the notes that because it's funny when we think about ideas, right? We don't usually think about words, but if we do think about words, we don't think about letters. Yeah, you know, and ultimately everything at its base is this table, right? On a subatomic level, we don't think about the building blocks of those things. And really, yeah, songs are just a bunch of notes. It's just a bunch of notes strung together to create something that didn't exist before that creation began. And it's an amazing process. No, it's it's incredible. Like, the more you look into it, it's like, I mean, just talking about it. Because it's something I don't really think about. You know, I just enjoy music because it's like I don't have that, like, outlook, yeah. you know, to to really understand chords or, like, how this, like, piece comes together. I just, you know, I don't really know what's happening. I'm just enjoying it. I'm there for the ride. And I think, I think it must be so interesting, like, when you hear, like, a beautiful piece of music and you really understand what goes into that. I feel like that just makes it even more satis- uh, satisfying. Yeah. It's like, there's that famous saying, like, I don't know art, but I know what I like. Yeah. And I always yeah. think that that's such a stupid saying. <laughs> but also when it comes to music, that's me. Like, I don't know music, but I know what I like. And I've always been told, or, I, or and I've always believed, like, I have a good ear, like, to say, like, oh, this is good. Like, this is going to be successful, or this is, like, you know, this is different and unique, even in genres, like, like in pop you should have just been a music producer man. right because music a lot of music producers even though many music producers are way more talented than we give them credit for and they're it's like amazing and they understand music on that composition level but some of them are just like you're good you're bad like you know those are probably the ones that start off with money instead of earn their way yeah through music but like yeah i have that appreciation for it i started playing piano i was forced to play piano at a really young age and i played it like all through elementary and high school and i feel like I have like a middle school education because in high school I didn't take it seriously. And it was just like all reps and drills and the same stuff over and over again. And I never really took it to the next level. And that's why I became bored with it. And and I abandoned it once I like all my decisions were my decisions as an adult. And I regret it so much. Because like what you said, you kind of find your other passions. For me, it was writing. For me, it was uh, theater, which I kind of sidelined for a little bit. I did I taught a couple of classes here and there. But for the most part, now that I teach it in school, like I've got repassion for the theatrical arts, but I didn't have a musical theater background, which is very rare. Uh, usually musical theater is like the backbone, mm-hmm. but I worked on a lot of straight dramas. Again, like I said, language. Linguistics is my yeah. my first language. It's like a lot of talkies. But man, I regret not following music because now, like 
we're getting into musical theater and it's like i'm lost i need a lot of like guest lecture guest instructors a lot of resources to kind of offset our first musical that we did we did 21 chump street right a 15 minute musical actually you helped us out on it i did play Bo- bass. both times both times both times that's right <laughs> so a couple years ago the first time that first time i had no idea what i was doing and it was like the kids like you're musical you're musical you're musical you're in charge because i don't know what's going on but i had you know you and uh, a handful of like really talented individuals that were willing to give back to you know community theater and school theater and i really greatly appreciate that and that gave the students and myself the confidence to kind of like embark on this year-long process of creating a long-form hour plus length production you know with musical because i'm scared because i don't sing you know and i don't and i don't play and it, you know it takes a village and it's really going to take a village all to say that i wish i would have dedicated a little more time and kept that as part of my repertoire um maybe if i wouldn't have like met the love of my life so young i would have needed it like to pick up girls you know because that because that definitely that was something i was really interested but once i got to kind of figure that is a very big myth (laughs) (laughs) well okay maybe you can talk tell us give us a little more insight on that later but um some of our favorite genres and when we think about music i always when i connect with someone i usually try to get an idea of what music they're into Do, do you do this do you i don't know well, funny enough, I had not done this before, mm-hmm. uh, but I had just, I recently met a friend and I don't know how the conversation came about. They were looking for music and I was like, you know, I have a couple songs, so I'm going to send you a, a playlist of like a hundred songs that I like that really. A couple songs you said? Yeah, a couple songs. I got a hundred, 130 <laughs> I got songs. a couple well, guitars, I, you I, know, I, just throw I, in the 25. <laughs> I thought that was like a good, you know, decent number. Like as soon as I started building it, I, I was going to do maybe 30 and then I was like, oh no, but this one and this one. <laughs> so it just kind of kept growing and I was like, I'm going to leave it at a hundred. So I send it to to uh, her and she's like, okay, I, I, got, I got my playlist. I'm going to send it over in a couple days once I'm done. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Don't worry about it. She sends me back. God, I want to say it was... 720 songs Whoa. <laughs> so like seven, right away she had it ready already 720 songs 720 songs and then we, and she texted each individually it wasn't even a no, playlist. No, no. she was just like one uh check this one out two this one's good too three i really like this one here are my top 500 in order that that would have been <laughs> no luckily she sent it in 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 a spotify playlist okay. so okay so you're a spotify person i have both I can respect that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why? Well, because I do the. I started with uh, Spotify when it first kind of came out, mm-hmm. so I, like you know, most of my music was there, and then I tried Apple Music, and then they bundled it up all together. So I was like, oh, might as well just keep both, and I'll listen. You They're know. both part of like a different bundle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, and it's going back to your seven hundred and twenty. Yeah. So seven hundred and twenty. It was like fifty-eight hours, and I was like, <laughs> I did not know that you were gonna go that in. Okay. So I bumped no, mine up. Tell me you escalated. I escalated. I think right now the, the playlist is around 965 songs with 68 hours or s- almost 70 hours that I sent her. She added a couple more. So it's at 885. <laughs> okay. What are the rules of this playlist? Like whatever you like that, you know, meant something to you while you were growing up. Do I know? Of, 500? And you, yeah. Okay. Because this is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if I can do this do they all are they all individual artists like do you have repeat artists 
so yeah no so like we can have multiple songs of one artist um mm-hmm. uh, there's no rules. you mean this isn't their entire discography <laughs> 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 okay so like for example are there limitations you said that you you fell in love with the beatles me too i got i had the miracle piano program for my pc and it taught me <laughs> it taught me uh in my life um, that's a great song yeah it taught me uh oh what was the other one it's all the sad ones um long and winding road I, uh, uh eleanor rigby oh that okay. is <laughs> <laughs> yeah these were on the miracle piano so then what my first uh like piano notebook was uh was the beatles and it was like like the greatest hits and that yeah. was one of the earliest albums i don't know if it was the the first album i listened to it was one of the earliest albums i remember like actually it was your dad's compilation uh yeah old beatles songs my the, dad likes the beatles yeah your dad liked the beatles at some point you. i know he tried to like why are you listening to that like yeah. later on and it was like what they're your they're your albums um you learn yeah, he, something new every day yeah he had the uh the apple recordings and it was like the red like uh it's like three discs and it's basically like all the hits from that specific like uh year set because there's another blue set that goes along with it yeah, that's, that's the later true. years so for me the beatles was like that first half of the i had no idea he I, actually I think that got all the, the way to revolver yeah exactly that's crazy right i, I mean, discovered the other beatles later no because know? it's it's just such a like interesting thing where it's like i feel like a lot of the like the things that i enjoy like i you know got from my dad but one of them i think it was just music music was always that one that it, like i i music was the one where like i discovered myself like yeah. i had to go out of my way to find i remember when we were younger we were going to school and i remember um dream on by aerosmith comes on on the radio and i'm over there singing in the back and i was like what elementary middle school mm-hmm. and then you were driving us to school and then you hear me singing you're like you know this song and i'm like yeah like it was in a it was in a movie it was what miracle it was at the end of miracle the hockey mm. movie oh okay oh, damn. and that that was like that was like the story of like me finding music was either it was in movies was it like on tv um how i found how i discovered queen was um it was an episode of drake and josh yeah it was uh <laughs> wow that just unlocked a memory yeah there. like it, it was like an episode where they were achievement like, they're just all they're like all stuck at home and then one of them starts you know getting everyone together it's like a group activity and they're singing we will rock you and i remember i got a vhs this is before like you know you can you can stop and like record stuff Uh so like i would i got a vhs i didn't know what was on it i stuck it in and i you know did the replay thing and i like recorded that Uh onto the vhs so like because it was one of those things like i want to watch this again and then there was no Shazam at the time. There wasn't that. So I had to like listen to the lyrics, Google the lyrics, and then yeah. find out who sang it. Mm-hmm. Then I got to the, oh, Queen sings it. And then I started listening to the, like, oh, what is it, LimeWire? Yeah. And I started downloading a bunch of songs and then going Side note, there. God bless the artists that included the lyrics in their, uh, like, in the little slip. Oh, the CDs. The yeah. Okay, you were doing the Lord's work. Continue. And so, like, that's how I got into Queen. And then I just went down, like, the whole, you know, um, classic rock and, like, just, it's interesting how, like, how such small like events kind of build a music taste a music personality it's mm-hmm. just something that you like and i think it's just so different because i didn't know that about my dad i didn't know my dad was into the beatles like that yeah and it's like i found my own way to the beatles like i found my way to like absolutely love them and eleanor rigby was one of those songs that it's like that song is what captured me and what threw me down like the rabbit hole yeah and yeah it's just it's interesting finding that out now. it goes to show that sometimes the journey the the paths that we take on our own that journey brings us right back yeah. home to where we least expected. What you said brought up an earlier point that I was getting to was that 
as soon as I like connect with someone, it's like, what music do you listen to? I do it with the students. I do it with everyday people. Sometimes you get that answer like, oh, I don't really listen to music. And I ask myself, who are you? Like, how are you a human being that exists? Because like everybody listens to music, right? Sometimes people tell me, oh, I don't watch movies. You're a liar. You're a liar because you don't live like here in America in 2023 and tell me that you don't watch movies. Like maybe it's not your biggest thing, but clearly music is all around us everywhere. No, so, that music thing as well. I've heard the movie thing. And I'm like, oh, I get it. People don't have the attention span for movies nowadays. Yeah. It's like, ah, right, well, okay. Yeah, but it's hard to avoid movies. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, you go. But to it's school, like I you get end it. up on on a date with friends or something. Like, no, but I get it. People, people just don't go out of their way to like those people. Those type of people don't go out of their way to watch movies. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. But the music doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, the music one. That's why. That's just everything. that's why. Listening to audiobooks and podcasts like your entire no, no, life. Like, don't, you don't. You don't. You don't walk into the mall. You don't walk into <laughs> like a store. You haven't had that Drake and Josh moment. Any person around you just doesn't listen to music either. You're just walking zombies. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, your parents don't. But this is what happens friends. to like the generation that wasn't born with high school musical and like camp rock it's you like, know and that's past my time and i didn't relate to that but let me tell you the amount of like yeah the students were like high school musical high school musical i'm like aren't you too young for high school musical it still <laughs> resonates with them even oh now. for it's me like, like that's how it was for me i was like in what middle school and they're talking about getting into high school and uh-huh. i was just like that was it for me like i i don't know why like i just really grew into it and that kind of like like put me into like i really enjoy it now and like i know a lot of the songs and it's one of those things where it's like for a long time i didn't really like say like i was like you know yeah, proud yeah, to yeah, like yeah. you know i love high school musical but You're it's not an hsm guy you didn't weren't openly yeah i wasn't i wasn't open i wasn't openly hsm you know I um <laughs> i think that's a thing i was like, put that on a t-shirt all right <laughs> but it was something like i I'm enjoyed openly hsm and i think that's what it, i i think that's what really got me like into like enjoying I'm into hsm <laughs> say it really fast um like taken so many ways like in musicals you know uh-huh and and since then like that's that's kind of been the story i know link hates his musicals yeah uh, no, uh, supposedly and then he's always naming like movies that he likes that are musicals and i'm like he sings hamilton like every other he's day he's a poser he's an anti we can dump on him now that he's not here yeah so that's what it feels himself. like <laughs> <laughs> um all to get back to the original point was this playlist yes uh well, actually, there was a show, right? Like, Endless Playlist, Zoe's Endless Play. I don't know. Oh, Nick and Nora's. Nick and Nora's. Nick and Nora's. That's the movie. Yeah, right? yeah that, okay. that one's a great one. Uh, but back to this Endless Playlist that you guys had. So, The Beatles is like a founding thing for us. How many Beatles songs are you allowed to have on it? Like, is there a limit? There, There is no limit. We didn't put any limits. We're just like, whatever, you know, song you think we would like. So, give me it an average. An infinite many- playlist. <laughs> yeah. Give yeah. me an average. How many Beatles songs are on this playlist? How do you choose which ones make it, which ones don't? I think I've put four Beatles songs. Okay. That's respectable. I can. I but then you look at U2 and I put like 11 U2 songs. Really? Yeah. Which I know that's, you know, that a, hot, is... a hot take for everyone who had iPhones back in like 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we don't stand for YouTube because of those two dudes shirtless on my uh, on my device. <laughs> that was a, a son and daughter. It's not two dudes shirtless. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That just really puts into perspective that 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 uh covers songs of innocence right is it songs in the album? of innocence it's great a, great great songs yeah songs the title i think is stolen from two uh, dudes on the cover i thought it was two dudes how is that a what, a father and a daughter is that no 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 it's a, it's uh the guitarist's son and the singer's daughter on the cover together yeah together 
romantically no 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 just i mean holding hands one has a, a helmet i believe oh i think we're talking about different covers man that's not the one that was downloaded to my device oh no yeah no we're talking oh my bad that is songs of experience songs right. of innocence is the drummer holding his son is that what it is that's what it is yeah oh, let me tell you that is not what my boss at work thought it was <laughs> oh that yeah <laughs> i remember <laughs> It was just like on every device and like, what is happening? Yeah, Apple had a... They... <laughs> I'm glad that you're holding it up to yeah. the camera so they can see. For the viewers at For home. those of you that were not... <laughs> For those of you that don't have it, go look at your, go look at your iTunes. <laughs> yeah, you it's have probably it. on it's there. Still... <laughs> I think it was also not the most <laughs> removed album on Yeah, because it's not traumatized by the image, but traumatized by the way that it downloaded itself on every device that you owned. I was so happy when I heard that. Yeah, Everyone else hated it. And you also, no, I was happy that I got it, but I wasn't happy that it just kept showing up. Because also, you say most removed, it would come back after you removed it. Oh, it would? Yeah, it, yeah, it would for me. Like, because I removed it from everywhere. And it was just, every time you like refresh, it was just go back in. Like, it's your library. And it was like, you couldn't get rid of you it. You had to listen to it. Yeah, well, I did. It was a good album, though. It was, great. It was a good album. But So, so yeah, so I have a, a lot of uh, songs of that. You think they have the most, you two, on your playlist? Uh, yeah, I would I would say YouTube probably has the most because I have learned I, I connect with them on a very emotional level with the way the Edge, the guitarist, mm -hmm. he builds soundscapes. Not of, the professional wrestler. No, not they're the not the same. They're person. not the same. Not the shaving cream. So he's not Edge, isn't he? The Edge. He's, he's the, edge. The, yeah, edge. the Edge. Isn't that like a? Isn't that like in New York or something? The Edge. Yeah. Oh, what is that? On like where you like step over. Oh, <laughs> you like step over and like a tilt. Or, well, that's a tilt. No, yeah, it's like the edge is like you step over and it's like you can see this. Every time you it. step over the mic, well, they can't hear you. Yes, they can. <laughs> you can still hear yeah, me. The step, mic is still You're stepping okay. over the edge. You're stepping. You're on the edge of glory. But it's like, yeah, you could step over and look down and it's actually pretty terrifying. I haven't been there, but. I was about to say, I haven't been there. You haven't no, taken me. kind of want to go there now. Yeah, now we got to go to New York again. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I'm on her playlist. I'm around 720 songs in that I've listened to. Mm -hmm. These are two separate playlists? Yeah, yeah. There's my playlist that I sent to her, which is 962, and hers that she sent to me, which is 886. Did you got to like quit your job so you can get through this playlist or <laughs> <laughs> No, I just tend to listen you have a to schedule. <laughs> I tend to listen to music every every time that I can. All right. It's just I, I, I mean, don't that's fair. Yeah. So like I said, I like language. I tend to talk every chance that I get. 100 songs. But I've gotten to know a lot about the person by listening to all We ideas. should do it. We should do an S4M endless playlist. Yeah, you should do uh, Gabe's playlist or... No, gonna, no, no. I'm, we just, just, do... I'm just going to put dubstep on it. Oh, forget it. This is <laughs> challenge is canceled. He's like, I don't want anything. I want trap music. Jesus. Um, one of your favorite genres is video games, right? Yeah. Uh, music plays an important role in many pop culture genres, specifically in, in, in video games. What insight do you have? regarding like how music shapes the narratives in the stories that we interact with oh well that that i feel like it gives life because i did for a time do a little bit of that while i was in uh university college really yeah so i would work on the sound development part of it and you know like i can mention right now i'm looking across over there to mario if i say bowser's castle what do you think uh, dun, dun, I don't, I don't, again not yeah. musically inclined but yeah you, <laughs> but, the deep sounds i have the pattern in my head i can't express it verbally but yes absolutely exactly. yeah. star power from 
Mario Kart. They're like... Doo, 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 doo. Exactly. So it embeds with the memory. It helps you create yes. that. It's like, well, is that the marimba? Yeah, that's the marimba. It's like, <laughs> I have songs that can transport me like to an elevator in a specific city, in a specific year, and like, or to a classroom, you know, on one side of the table, either instructing or learning, or, you know, and and with games, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's like... It, it, it just... I, it helps, I guess, make it a core memory. Like you mm-hmm. can relate to it not just visually or hearing the name, but also by sound. By just hearing that song, it's going to take you back. At least for me, you know, when I had my Super Nintendo and I was playing Mario horribly. Right. But, you know, it'll take me back to those days. And that, that that's what I feel sometimes people overlook it when it comes to music, yeah. how much of an impact it can have mm-hmm. and just, you know, takes you back to that one moment. Yeah, you said playing Mario horribly. Which Mario? Oh God! It was. Well, I remember Mario sixty four. I don't remember what Mario. Mario. It was Mario Kart in the NES. In the NES? Yeah, yeah. In the in the SNES. 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 Yeah. SNES yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mario Kart. That's. I always think about Super uh, Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. I think that was the first game that was like mine, and I spent months playing that game. And now every year I beat it in like five hours, like with the shortcut path. I need to I need to come and try to do that because I, I I could never beat it. Yeah, no, I play Super. I think I said this. I play Super Mario World almost religiously yearly. Like, if I haven't done it by the summer, I do it in the summer. Like, it's one of my favorite games. And the music, a lot to do with it. Like, those were when those themes were embedded. Like you asked me, the castle, like flying star, all of that. It's like I can picture the graphics in my mind if I hear the song, and I can hear the song. X Men eighty seven. Yes. That's great theme. I think that everyone can relate to that one. And it's just, it takes you back to those childhood days, you know, probably Saturday cartoons, waking Mm -hmm. up, having breakfast, and just, you're watching that. That's like the first thing that would come on. I think themes also in general have such a profound impact. And and everyone's is, is different. Everyone's individual. Like you said, like you think of a certain memory and like it pops up, like whatever was happening with you at that specific time. And... I find that so interesting because I mean, for you, it's video games. For me, it's like it's movies. Yeah, that's I mean, TV shows now, but like it's mainly just like movies. I I hear something like something so faint. Like when was it? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. One of the one of the episodes of Mandalorian in the new season. Um, season three. Season three. Yeah. I don't know when this episode drops. We might be on be five. Season five. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're basically. It's these two, you know, ex-Empire, um, I was going to say students, ex-Empire employees. <laughs> They're employees. <laughs> I don't know if they get paid. Uh, whatever. Military service? Or? Ex-Empire, whatever. Okay. Uh, agents. Um, and they're walking through the courtyard and it's like, you hear the faintest sound yes. in the background and I'm like, I know this. Where would I know this from? And... It's it's the theme of the um, the resistance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I don't know if that's like on purpose, if that's like a thing in the universe, or that's just like you know a cool little Easter egg. But it's like it's so interesting how like you hear something and it resonates with you so so much that it's like you can pick it out anywhere. It doesn't matter like the difference in um like how they change it, like a cover or like a diff or they play it differently. I think that's so interesting because it's like I hear something lot, I hear something enough. That it's like I will be able to recognize it anywhere. I heard like certain pieces of classical music, 
that they have they have a rendition and i'm playing hogwarts right now they have it like very low in the background and i'm like i know this where is this from and it's like i i'm like racking my brain trying to figure it out and then once i find that i'm like oh and it's just it's such an appreciation because it's such a small little detail that people like Mm -hmm. you said overlook they won't even pay attention they won't pay a second thought to it but it's like if it means something to you, it'll mean everything to you. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, like, uh, well, going to movies, you know, that scene in Endgame where it's like, oh, man, you know, they're going to lose before the portals pop up. Mm-hmm. And then immediately you hear a faint, you know, the intro of the Avengers playing. And you're like, oh, the good guys are coming. And then it before you even see it visually. Even, and even if you don't know it, your brain knows it. Yeah, like, you feel it even if you're not thinking it. It's such a triumphant thing where it makes you feel emotionally like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, something big is going to happen. And it just prepares you for that. Yeah. And I was, you know, watching The Last of Us season one uh, recently, and there was one point in an episode where they cut the music entirely, and it just builds this whole entire tension because I think they were going against the clickers, yeah. And it just the power that it had, where it was like, okay, you can hear, you know, the atmosphere a little bit, and then it just goes completely quiet, where you can only hear the clickers. That like that power, it just you know, for me, I was watching it at home, and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, some, something big is happening here. Yeah, and and that's the thing that people sometimes don't understand or realize how much soundtrack is in their life. Like you're watching a movie, a TV oh, yeah. show no, for sure. and the ambient, the it's not, it's not even ambient, like the soundtrack, right? The score people don't appreciate score enough because they're not associating musical moments with those emotions but that's what's driving those. Yeah, I mean, you take that out of the picture, it's not the same. And I'll give you an example between, like you said, Endgame and Rise of Skywalker, where they try to do a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Endgame, like you said, has that triumphant. And I'll, and I'll never forget it. That's, that's ingrained in my head. That'll always be in my head. That's like one of the best cinematic experiences I've had in my life. Yeah. And that's also part of it because the music, the music is yeah. so captivating. It's so powerful. And it's like it matches the moment. And Rise of Skywalker is just as good. Rise of Sky, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no, they have they say. have all the good guys coming in all the ships, and it's gonna be like this huge epic battle. But the choice that they used for the song wasn't like this triumphant. Oh, for mm. me at least, wasn't this triumphant like epic like theme. Is there a specific song they choose? They try to do. Um, there was one that I that I felt should have been in it, but they there's. They do a rendition of like one of the older one of like a one of the older themes, mm-hmm. but it's the moment doesn't match, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's and there's a dissonance there. Yeah, like and it doesn't like to me. It just this is supposed to be the super awesome moment. The music completely takes me out of it. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I like. Don't get me wrong, I like the song that they use, but in the moment but that they all, use right. it, it just doesn't fit for me. Yeah, and it was it was a big miss, and it's like obviously with the other things I didn't like about the movie, but. Like when that Kanye song plays in Black Adam. Oh, yeah. Is it Power? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that song. Oh, you love that moment? I love that moment. I love that song. <laughs> I think that song <laughs> elevated the movie, okay? It made it a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. Um, was it? They also put like what, like Rolling Stones in that? Yeah, they did. Yeah, Painted Black. Painted Black. That was yeah, a weird playlist. Was... They, they, they had their endless playlist and they just had it on shuffle. Yeah. No, but that. I mean, I think specifically with film, I think. Because even in horror movies, like scary, like super tense, scary scenes, you put the mute button on, I'm not scared at all. Right. I'm not terrified mm-hmm. at all. And I think, like like you said, it gets overlooked, but music and the score and the soundtrack and even the engineering of just like sounds in general in TV, in movies and things like that, in the visual medium, when the two combine, that's what makes it, that's what makes it more impactful for, like, at least for me. Yeah. 
because the combination of the two it's such a it's so powerful and how like it can you can convey certain messages certain meanings by not just you know the power of music but also by the power of film by the power of the visual medium mm-hmm. is it's something extremely profound and, and like imagine guardians of the galaxy without any of the music yeah yeah you know I, I still to this day when i hear fleetwood max the chain i still think yeah of the scene. yeah mm-hmm. rocket and you know peter quill have just gotten into a fight and now they have to like separate their own way to a point where i knew that song before and now it's redefined that song yeah. for me like now Completely, that's yeah. yeah it was like oh here's a good song okay now here's this moment and it's tied to it and now it elevates it and it's and it's like i don't know what it is about like once you're tying it to the moment it, it can be elevated because it's like i can hear something and it i can like watch something and hear it and that's like when i'm watching when i'm watching in the use of like with the context of the movie or what they're putting it in it's like oh that's a badass scene oh that's a really cool song and i'll go back and listen to it. like i'll like look up the song or look listen to it by itself mm-hmm. and it's like this is good but it's not the same uh-huh, the moment yeah. isn't the same and sometimes moments are tied together like going back to video games i was playing uh it takes two and you go into the tree and uh you're like fighting the wasps and then they play flight of the bumblebees mm. and then i'm like taking back piano class <laughs> i'm taking take it back looney tunes i'm taking back to all these yeah. moments where these songs like just kind of appears and it's like now there's a resurgence of emotions where me the reader of the text is now informing the moment in yeah. in the game and it's interesting that synergy between the music the moment and the person experiencing both you kind of mentioned flight of the bumblebee and uh kind of reminded me of flight of the valkyrie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you hear that and who do you expect also in looney tunes (laughs) yeah (laughs) tom cruise i was gonna go with daniel bryan oh yeah brian danielson brian danielson my bad yeah yeah yeah. where you you know in wrestling that's another you know medium out there that that we we all enjoy how much the music can make or break a character absolutely you know, you know, and and not to get on my soapbox about wrestling, but like producer Dan had never watched a wrestling. Get show. down from your soapbox. <laughs> uh, had never uh, w- watched wrestling, and he didn't understand. Like, well, what is this about? So we took him to a show, and it was like, okay, it's a sporting event, but it's also like live theater, but it's also like a rock concert. You've got those moments where the music is driving it. And oh, I think, man, uh, friggin' Judas? Yeah, Judas. Oh, Chris Jer- Jericho's Bro, thing. every time, every time, bar none, you could hate this guy. Mm-hmm. He could be, like, the biggest heel. And everyone was, like, sing his song. Everyone, like, will stop everything they're doing and just belt this this song. And it's, mm-hmm. like, it literally is, like, a rock concert. Yeah. And it's, like, I can't imagine what it's like. I mean, obviously, he's a musician. He, go, he gets concerts and stuff like that. But it's, like, every time he comes out for everyone to just be singing that song... And then just immediately go back to booing you. Yeah. Like, and I think the song is more most over in that setting. He could get with his band and play it, yeah. and it won't get the reaction that him walking out to it yeah. does. And that's what it is. Connecting a song, a theme, to a moment and a feeling. And when that aligns, it's magical. Yeah. And that, that's another thing, I think, um, quickly going back to the to the movie thing. One of my favorite movies, Interstellar. Mm. I think it's like I think it's a great movie. I think it's a good message, and the acting is great. But the music makes that movie. Mm. The music completely elevates that. Talk movie. about being on a soapbox. How many times do you bring up Interstellar? Fourteen, if I need to. <laughs> yeah, but that the amount of times I saw Hans Zimmer's Cornfield Chase, <laughs> dude, like stay. Oh, 
and it, it's just like i don't know the the way that it conveys emotion it's like i'm sure i'll go back i'm sure i'll go deeper in the deeper rabbit hole and later on but um what was the other one like star wars yeah like the the theme of the force like luke's theme like mm-hmm. i'll hear that and it's just like i get goosebumps every single time and it's i don't know that and was it lord of the rings those two those two like howard shore uh john williams and hans zimmer as like defined like scores for me in, yep, yeah. in film mm-hmm. and and i think that I think that's what draws me to it. It's just like I I know the big battle scene's coming up and that theme's gonna come on, you know. And it just blows me away every time because it's like, especially John Williams, man. John Williams is a genius. Great. Like how he can have like these epic set pieces, but also like the really intimate, like quiet songs like Leia's theme that, you know, really do convey the emotion of the film, convey emotion of the character, and it's like Especially like obviously these things are you know fiction, but they they it kind of like transcend the fiction in a sense where like you you really just it it, it hits you it hits you harder. Especially like when um Carrie Fisher passed away, mm-hmm. like right, and like anytime I would hear her theme or something like that, that like comp- like it always just takes me out. And and I guess it also has to do with you know how much a certain like you know franchise means to you or certain story means to you so mm-hmm. i think like that i think is like it's it just it hits different i guess is right. what i'm trying to say um what are some significant mo- moments in music that um have shaped your understanding or experience in the world of music oh somewhat uh pivotal moments maybe they're moments outside of you significant musical events or maybe they're personal maybe there's something that you engage with or that you experience what are some significant music events that shaped your understanding or experience well uh i, I think a big one might have been end end game when you know everyone before the portals how that collectively we were like oh what's gonna happen and then the song comes on mm-hmm. and it just everyone that synergy that just happened at that moment it's like oh this is gonna go a different direction we're happy we're all ecstatic and stuff like that and also a super bowl a halftime show it was 2002 if i'm not mistaken i didn't know entirely what had happened after you know 9-11 yeah yeah oh i I was i was serious yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah no no like i I was still young i didn't fully grasp what it was see i can't uh, i'm sorry i can't place that for me how old were you Oh, 2001, 2002. What year? 2002. 2002. 2002, you were... Probably what, like, five or six. I'm sorry, that was going to be faster. Okay, yeah. five or six. Five or six. I was graduating high school, so... Yeah, so for you, it, was, it yeah. was completely different. For me, it was just like, I have no idea what happened. Like, a, a plane hit a building. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did that in SimCity quite a couple of times. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was... Yeah, that, that might be a little <laughs> insensitive. But... but uh, but that, that's the mindset of that a was child, yeah that right? was my mindset i was yeah. like okay i guess but it didn't hit me until i saw the super bowl that year 2002 and i saw you two and they they decided to do where the streets have no name and that i had not heard that song before i was like what is this mm-hmm. weird soundscape and then you see the names of the people that were lost scrolling behind him and then he opens his jacket and it's the american flag and for me that was like i didn't get it at that moment but when i look back on it i was like I don't 
un- fully understand what you're saying or mm-hmm. what you're doing, but I know that it's very impactful and it's making me feel like collectively connected to you. Right. And that's so true about the human experience. It's like, I don't really understand every moment that I'm in, but you can understand that it carries significance. Yeah. You know? And then that, uh, that was, that was a very big one. And I, I think that's what kind of the music bug kind of bit me, but mm-hmm. it didn't fully engage until later on in life. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I saw the power of music bringing everyone together. That's not the Super Bowl I was thinking of. <laughs> the Super Bowl where you became a man? No, I was thinking of the Prince, the Justin Timberlake. That's what Anna Jackson won. <laughs> oh, is that not the Super Bowl where you became a man? <laughs> no, because I, I didn't watch it. Like oh. when, I did watch it when it happened, but I had no idea what was happening. I, you know, because I don't know for I don't know if there's people that are young enough to not, not remember that. You know, the wardrobe malfunction. I don't think many people. I kind of forgot about. Right, it. it's kind of moved, we've moved on. Right, we yeah. just we do them on purpose now. But um, <laughs> the wardrobe malfunction. Justin rips um, her a jacket. part of her jacket to reveal, which was supposed to be part of it. Yeah, but I guess the, I think it was it clasped to, on. Yeah, to How? the other layer. I think she was supposed to have something underneath. Like, it was supposed to be sheer, but it takes that layer off, too. It, it, I think it was the black part had to come off, and she had, like, a red uh, bra underneath or something yeah. that was supposed to stay, but I guess it snagged together. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, so it was planned. It was yeah, planned it was to planned. rip. It was yeah. supposed to be a removal. All right, JT, you get it off on that one. <laughs> but, but, but long story short, I think she still had a pasty on. Yeah, right? she still had a pasty. And also, they zoom out really quick. So... The controversy about the moment was much more than the actual moment because it was more like a, that's weird. What just happened? Yeah. Thing. And then everyone was like, oh my goodness, we're going to find them and ban them and everything. And it's, and that's when the moment transcends the music. Yeah. You don't even remember who, what, what, <laughs> what songs did they play? Like, was it Justin Timberlake's or Janet Jackson? No, it was, was, it was, it was Justin's because it was the line was, I'm going to get you naked by the, the end, end of the song. song. <laughs> Boom oh i had even forgotten about what songs were performed so i guess i do remember <laughs> but, but you, you don't become remember, a man to that <laughs> you don't remember you don't remember the music as much as you remember the moment yeah what super bowl were you talking about that one. Oh, okay and that's why was that a significant no it was just oh i ran very different <laughs> you said like music moment i don't know why like my mind just like nipplegate maybe trying to be funny or something like that but then he mentions super bowl i'm like is he gonna say the same yeah, one? Oh my god <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll never forget that. Um, music moment that what defined or informed your experience, like just a significant music moment. While you brainstorm that, the going back to the Super Bowl, I remember there was one year that the Who performed, and I think it oh. was, and I think it was after the Janet Jackson thing because it was like let's get the most boring act we can find, like the most like. I think that was a couple years after, though. Okay, it was a couple years after. Okay, but it was after. Yeah, yeah. right. And I think that they went through a couple of different. Like, let's just get rock bands that are not going to take their clothes off or whatever. But I remember that rock band, the game, released their Super Bowl set before the Super Bowl. I think day of. I think it was day of. But I was like, how is this possible? And then that's when I learned, oh, they like record the Super Bowl performance ahead of time, and then they perform like. I think it's based on a on an audition. The Iron Man helmet <laughs> trying to get out. I don't think. <laughs> for those of you that can't hear, an Iron Man helmet is trying to escape the room, but I don't think that's gonna get picked up. Anyways, long story short, I got the song like moments after they had performed, and it was like, how is this possible? And then you kind of understand that 
more goes behind the production of music like so much work goes into getting that song onto that soundtrack into that moment onto that game and we don't really think about the hours and hours and hours of you know for example a single performance the hours of practice that goes into it you know one single product the hours of production that goes into it and and it's it's beautiful when you have something that's long lasting a final product a song a film a game but it's also beautiful when you don't have some a performance that exists only in the moment and then is gone and only existed in that moment and that's when i think music transcends the idea of product and becomes experience yeah and i i feel like i'm going to sound a little bit boomery here mm-hmm. but i feel like the cell phone has killed that experience in concert going. Okay, uh, and and I agree, and I agree with you as a as a wannabe boomer. But I also <laughs> agree with you as a wannabe like post millennial. I mean, I'm a millennial, so I guess that it applies to me as a millennial because I've let it do it to me. I like I've found myself caught up in those moments. I've done that too, but then I'm like, I I, I have to take myself away from it yes, because. Yes. It's like, okay, it's great. I can record it. I can look back at it. But looking back at it, it's like, did I really was enjoy I that moment? Yeah. <laughs> was, just, was I just like another camera for YouTube? When do you go back and look at those videos? And that's true. That's what I learned after the first time. I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going back. I should have been more present in the moment. What is it? Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Strokes and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Thundercat. That was performed. great. Yeah. And like, I told Link this and I was like, I'm going to try and like not take my phone. I'm not trying like not to record. Tusa. I think Reptilia comes on. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> holding your phone up. It's and then it, that was the struggle because like there was a point in time when for the concerts I would record all of it. I would like I'd have the whole thing. Like my phone would die. Mm-hmm. That's how I stopped after using my phone. But then I think for this one I was really like, man, I really do have to like put it away to actually enjoy being in the moment because I look so back. I look back so many times. I'm like, when do I actually go back and look at those videos? Which is like, it's not a bad thing to have, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like I'm trying to capture this and put it in a bottle so I can have it for later Mm -hmm. instead of really just being immersed in the, like in the experience of the now being there and enjoying that moment with the people that I'm with. And if I'm not with anybody, I'm still with a bunch of other people collectively enjoying this moment in time. I mean, also depending on where you are, they could also be just high off their minds and that's all you smell. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, like it is... Especially like that Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. It was, and that was like a, that was a stadium concert. Yeah. And it was loud. It was. But two of my favorite bands, like you can't ask Thundercat, for Thundercat. Yeah. And, Thundercat and. And Strokes. He didn't go and for the Chili Peppers. He walked out before. <laughs> but it's like having two, like how do you, like how many times, unless aside from like a music festival. Speaking like of Dolphins, it wasn't a Jason. Uh, Dominican, Dominican <laughs> Jason, uh, not Jason. Jason Tatum. Yeah. No. no yeah. Jason Tatum. No, it's not Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's a basketball player. He's in the Ring of Honor. Jason. The oh, Ring of Honor. Ring of yeah, that's, the Hall of Fame. That's what that's what that's what the Dolphins that's, call their. They're their called the Rings of Honor. Yeah, Jason Taylor. Honor. J- Jason, Jason Taylor. Taylor. There oh. we go. Yeah, Dominican Jason Taylor. Dominican there. Jason Taylor. We thought it was him. <laughs> I promise you, it looked just like him. <laughs> they literally walked up to a dude and they're like, "Are you him and Link?" Now this is a shout out for Link. Are you Jason Taylor? Link asks, and the man. Well, answers. because we yell, like he was walking, we're like Jason, and the guy like turned around. Yeah, because you're yelling Jason into a crowd. Like, <laughs> Jason. He's afraid that there's a hockey mask that guy. killer on the loose. <laughs> so then the guy, so then Link goes up to me. He's like, "Are you Jason Taylor?" He's like, 
No, I just look like him. I, I feel like he like, gets oh. it a lot. <laughs> and I was like, Jason Taylor's been practicing his Dominican yeah. accent. <laughs> nice try, Jason Taylor. Totally was Dominican accent. Um, but I guess my music event was School of Rock. Ooh. Watching School of Rock. I think that was like the thing that sent me down a path to like exploring. Like aside from like that, like that experience I had with like Queen or like the movies, it's like mm-hmm. School of Rock introduced me to like a whole different brand of music um that it's like i actually ended up in like really enjoying and like actually ended up looking for myself um and it's like yeah like i was just it, it was just happened the other day i was with i was driving with a friend and he was singing um i think it's tom jones that sings that song but uh, unusual uh, huh no, the other That's one. That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. too. I was like, I'm not going to guess what maybe title. it's not Tom Jones. What, what's its song? How does it go? Um, damn, that one. It's not unusual. <laughs> um, Let's go with it. Can't you see that I am not afraid? Ba-da-ba-da. Isn't that The Doors? Or maybe it is The Doors. I thought it was The Doors. <laughs> yeah, that's The Doors. But it's like, he was singing the, regu- the, the, like, the regular version. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head, I'm just like, can't you see? I was like, Lawrence is good at piano. Because those are the lyrics that, like, you know, Jack Black makes in the song. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, that's my, dun, 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 that's dun, my, like, reality dun, dun, for that song. I was, like, thinking it's, you know, it's not the Doors that sing. It's, like, you know, it's that song that they sing in, in School, School of Rock. Rock. Yeah. Man, you just unlocked the fact that I love the Doors and I, like, almost never listen to them. You're welcome. Wow. Yeah, I'll do that now. Make a playlist. I'll put all of them on the endless playlist. <laughs> Can we talk about how, like, how playlists are used? How are playlists used? I don't know. I'm an old fogey. I feel like. But I mean, I guess it'd be I'm like mixtapes. It'd be like mixtapes. Mixtapes were then. awesome, and Mix. I don't think that playlist worked in the same way. But I've, I think I've only made one playlist for other people, and it was like my graduating senior class students. I was their sponsor for four years. Mm-hmm. No, not even them. It wasn't even for my class. It was for the ones that were on my drama team throughout those four years. So those seniors that graduated, I made a playlist for them, and my goal was just to make them cry for like an hour and a half. I think they played like an hour and a half, and it's just. An hour of Celine Dion's "My Heart Will yeah, Go On." I'm I've re- I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not great at making playlists. I know that I love music and I love a that's wide how, that's variety how I over, of music. That's how I won over my wife. I made CD like burn CDs. Maybe that's oh, did, why. did you write them with a black marker? Yeah, I did. I absolutely. <laughs> I actually I had a CB, CD label maker. Oh, and like, and then for like our one year anniversary, I like stamped it with pictures of us on the cover. Okay. That's cute. Yeah. yeah, that is good. And then there was a volume too. And then she agreed to marry me and I just stopped doing that stuff. So I should probably start again. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, volume one and yeah. two. <laughs> and as you were saying. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, playlists. playlists like yeah. people just How do you they know, use them? Yeah. I feel like a lot of times like you send playlists, obviously it's like you get to show someone like a piece of yourself, like a side of yourself that, you know, maybe you didn't know. It's like you said, like understanding someone's music taste helps you understand who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially people, obviously, like people just, I mean, who doesn't love music, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a very like intimate and personal thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, but I know for some people, like it is something very special. So if they make a playlist for you or they share a playlist with you, showing the favorite songs, like it's something that, you know, means a lot to them. And it's like, I know it's not the same as like making a mixtape, going out of your way, burning onto a CD and actually like writing, giving it to it. But at the end of the day, like, that's what we have. Now. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just like, it hit different. Yeah. Yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. It's definitely course. different. But, and it's, but, but also the way that you use it too is it's, it's like, because 
for some for some people nowadays it's like they don't have that they, yeah. they don't really know about that yeah you know and i mean it could be like how writing letters is now it's like you don't really do that nowadays some people do can i share some of the songs from that playlist yeah. that i made Go ahead. Okay, it starts with everybody's free to wear sunscreen have you guys ever heard this you should no. check that out check that out write that down sounds like a veggie tail song just send me the playlist okay i'll send you the playlist right? <laughs> and then i got okay i got lost song. stars by adam levine that is a great song that is a great song have you seen the movie yes i love that movie. oh that's a i yeah. actually put lost stars on the playlist which version both okay that's that's cheating come on man What's both. The <laughs> I said uh, the movie is a Begin Again. Begin Again, yeah. I said on the Adam Levine one just because he has those sick vocals, like he hits those high notes. Like, because I think Kira Knightley's version is better. Kira Knightley's version feels a little more intimate. Intimate, right? Yeah. So that's why I think. But just the vocal work on what he's in that movie, yeah, yeah. He, he, play, is. he plays a super douchey version. No, 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 of, no right, super yeah. talented artist who sells out by making douchey music. Are you sure it wasn't so an autobiography? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's that idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ode to My Family by the Cranberries. Two of Us by the Beatles. Mm. This Must Be the Place by Talking Heads. Mm -hmm. What a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. Mm. Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard, Paul Simon. Someday, The Strokes. Wild World by Cat Stevens. The Great Beyond by R.E.M. The Logical Song by Supertramp. Wonderwall, Oasis. New by Paul McCartney. This will be our year. The zombies. Tonight, tonight, smashing pumpkins. Oh, that's great. Time to say goodbye, Sarah Brightman and Andrea Bocelli. We're gonna be friends. The White Stripes. Celebrate by Dirty Heads, and then in my life by the Beatles. That's the playlist. Wow, what a way to end that playlist. Just like thinking sad. all the songs, I'm like, oh my god. You know, I, I still remember. I think it was like sixth or eighth grade that we had to get a class song, and I tried to push in my life so hard. Uh, <laughs> Nobody was having it. Actually, I had this. So the, the other idea was like, I love these songs, and so many of them fit. Can I see the idea of putting some of these in the class video for like my new senior class? We'll see if I remember. But I should have started already. I should have. I don't think you want me to go over my playlist. No, because they have <laughs> apparently 900 plus songs. That's crazy. Um, we kind of covered musical controversy already. No. How do you stay current? How do you stay current with music today? A lot of, uh, I would say YouTube, uh, Reddit, just, you know, because a lot of the newer bands are using that medium a lot. Mm -hmm. So like uh, there's, there's this recent band I discovered. I know they've been on for a while polythia and he you know the the lead guitarist uh tim henderson yeah i know him. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just kidding good good friend of yours right <laughs> yeah we're close well he, i think he's on the show yeah he's yeah. coming up he's can't coming. get our schedules on the right no, well we don't know when this is posting so yeah he, he might have already he, been he on might the have show. correct yeah. all right so he decides to put a lot of his uh like you know the music he'll break it down and show like oh this is what i did production wise this is what i'm playing and it's super technical and, and all that stuff so it's like it makes you feel connected on a different level, like on a more intimate Absolutely. level. Absolutely. And, and that, you know, I, I love that. So YouTube has become a, a new, and a lot of reactors have turned, you know, turned me on to, to new music. What does that mean? So, um, oh God. Like people with reactions to? Yeah, yeah. Music? So I don't know why it popped up on my feed. Somebody, you know, a couple of years back was like, oh, you know, look at me, listen to Bandmade. And I was like. Really? Yeah. I'm like, not aware of this. I'm guessing you. You've uh, never seen reaction videos on 
like for like the tra- music like the trailers and stuff yeah yeah but for music yeah, yeah for music so and they're just like watch me listen to this yeah and you just get their the reaction of uh, it yeah I, yeah i remember i saw the um who was it it was a video like it's just this guy that you wouldn't expect to listen to a certain type of music start listening to the music mm. and he's just like oh yeah and it's just like a genuine like or it seems like a genuine mm-hmm. like oh this is like i never would have expected this and he's like a genuine reaction. I've, I've, I, like, yeah. until you said it, like, I found myself watching a couple of those videos and I'm like, oh, this is actually really cool. Like, it's just like, so interesting. Like, either like an, like an older person enjoying, like, you know, like kind of younger people's music and stuff or yeah. younger people's music, but, or music like that comes out right. now. Right. Music has no age. Exactly. Yeah. The, the new generation. Exactly. Like, stuff that you just wouldn't expect someone like them to listen to. And it's like, obviously, don't ju- judge a book by its cover, but, we kind of still do that nowadays, like yeah. a very yeah. minuscule versions of that. But like, and seeing that genuinely enjoy that type of music, think like of something like you didn't like know, but like seeing how music has an effect on somebody mm-hmm. that to like, I, that to me is like yeah. the charm of like watching stuff like that. And you know, it, it also helps you discover new music. Yeah. Because like, uh, you know, I think it was, I, I remember now it was, I was watching a vocal coach react or a musical breakdown of, you know, this song that I knew I, I want to say, it was probably rem's uh losing my religion mm-hmm. so that has no chorus and i was like oh that's a weird thing and then i saw he had a video of bandmade and he was breaking down i was like what is bandmade it's like baby metal or something like that i go into it i know what that was either i saw baby metal in front of the red hot chili peppers they opened for chili peppers the time before this time Rest in peace. baby metal's dead baby metal no, still i just touring. didn't go oh, oh. <laughs> where were you probably guam oh no, no, no. no. So, this right? was with the uh, what's his name, Klinghoffer. What yeah. was the year? Twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's probably in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. I, I missed they that. Didn't stop at Tennessee. No. Oh, it's a shame. They went to the Miami Date Arena. What, oh, yeah, what is the Miami Date Arena? Whatever FTX was. The AAA. I'll call it AAA. I still call but it AAA. It's called the Miami Date Arena right now. But but yeah, so so it it just <laughs> it, it helped me discover connect with the teacher first because he had a lot of insight of the music and how it was composed, but also discover new music. Yeah, and and I guess you know I've kind of fallen down that path every once in a while, and it helps me discover new music, new trends, new you know. To me, it's so social now because like MTV used to drive. There's a new album. There's a new video. There's a new song, and I don't really get that stuff fed to me. That was it. That's that's how I would list how to find new music would uh-huh. be like VH1 and MTV like playing their music videos in the mornings. Mm-hmm. I still remember waking up at six in the morning yes, and hearing man. Danny California the. Dum, dum, da. Never forget it. Now it's more like somebody tells me that it's out and then I have to go check it out. Hey, Baby Metal has a new album. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go check out the new Baby Metal album. Uh, I only know Gimme Chocolate. That is a great it song. It was in rock band. One of my you introduced me to baby metal, probably really. Probably yeah, 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 that listen to that. That's give me chocolate. That sounds familiar. Y- y- you didn't give me any context. You're just like, Oh, you got to play this song. It's like super rocky and rock band. I was like, Okay, okay, give me chocolate. I was like, Oh, that's a weird name. And then they start singing I've, yeah, Japanese. I've definitely like, oh, heard th- oh, Julian made me play this song. Okay, <laughs> Julian and Danny, producer Dan, producer, producer Dan, Dan. wherever he is. You mentioned current trends. What yeah. are some what are some current trends and emerging issues that you see in the music world? Oh, I mean, that's going to be a hot take here. Pop is getting very oversaturated. 
like pop music uh-huh. with just basic, you know, the same formula going over and over. That's again. crazy. Pop music relies on basic formula. That is a hot take. I've, I haven't heard that ever. People usually uplift pop for its creative, uh, <laughs> innovative. Sound. No, I'm just kidding. You want to unpack that just a little bit more? No, I don't unpop my pack figures. <laughs> Did I say it the other way around? Yes. I don't unpop you, my pack figures. Yeah. I don't unpack my pop figures. Okay. There you go. <laughs> no, you oh. don't unpop your I hope not. That <laughs> yeah, that, sounds that's disgusting. Kind of weird. I don't unpop, unpop my pack, pack figures. <laughs> just figures of... What could that possibly be? A pack of pock? A pock, yeah. Tupac, X-Pock, just regular pock. Po- any pocks. Yeah, any pocks. The buffet pock. Six pock. Okay. Oh, yeah. The buffet pock. Is that pock or is it like POC? I never understood what the theme of that restaurant is. I would say POC, but maybe it is POC. Okay. But then also POC just doesn't sound... You think the restaurant's like about people of color? Or... It could be. Okay. Maybe. Maybe that is what it is. But back to the original question. So pop music is oversaturated with... Yeah, the same four chords. You know, it, it's been... as I think it's been said over and over again. You know, Axis of Awesome, they were kind of a comedy band. Yeah. And they would release songs and they're like, there's one song called Four Chords. And they would, you know, do all the popular songs. Ed Sheeran has gone on TV shows. Really? And he's like, oh, I'll just play the same four chords and you give me a song and watch. It's going to fit perfectly yeah, well. Yeah, I thought a wise man once told me all you needed to do was learn four chords. It was three chords in the truth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's, I feel like, it, you know, especially in, again, Boomer, TikTok, you know, it's that quick snippet. I love that just criticizing something makes you a Boomer. <laughs> just like, oh, that TikTok. But it's just, it's just made people's, intrigue or wanting to figure out music or connection to music just like oh it's just something i kind of listen to and it you know it's happy you know I, lo- I love what harry styles has been doing recently where he's kind of he sticks with the formula a little bit but he tries mm-hmm. to branch out and involve different sounds different he tries to get creative okay it. i'm gonna take your word for it <laughs> <laughs> you should I, listen to it i can't say i've done a deep dive into harry styles I've, i think harry styles is tremendously um talented artist and when we talk about that, it's like when I saw One Direction, I was like, these guys, like I saw them before they blew up big here. Yeah. You know, they had, a, they were already like fairly, obviously, oh, how did I know about them? They were getting big over there. And I was like, these guys are going to be big. There's going to be big here. And and, and that stop. guy that looks like Ron Weasley. Exactly. I was like, this guy's, this guy's the backbone. Because I said the same thing for Justin and NSYNC. I was like, NSYNC, everybody make fun of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. I was like, make fun of Backstreet Boys, but not NSYNC. These boys are talented. And this that Justin curly kid, hair. he's going places. Oh, NSYNC, was, NSYNC is great. Yeah. NSYNC was great. So, so. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, not pop, like pop bands, I'm always big into like, oh, these guys. Like, yeah, yeah. No, Harry's, Harry's great. Harry's, Harry's really good. Yeah. You know, and then, so I, I do see that as a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. And I have heard of new genres and stuff like that. You know, Polyphia, Animals as Leader, which is very instrumental, but it's very technical math rock. And I've heard a lot of people like getting into that because it's... Describe it's, what that is. Uh, okay, so math rock is very... Play us math rock. Oh, I can't, I can't play math rock. <laughs> math rock is very technical in where it changes time signatures while, you know, like it'll, it'll change it from one phrase to the next. So instead of playing a 4-4 beat, it'll probably go into 7-8, make it a little bit more complex. And that works? Yeah. You know, Rush did it. Rush did it for years. All the prog rock bands have, oh, have, that have, guy is... have done it for years. Oh, he passed away, didn't he? Neil Perk, the yeah. professor. Oh, my goodness. The guy who did the NHL hockey thing? What's that, thing? <laughs> that song That song's awesome. And I also only know about it because of rock band. Anyway. <laughs> so good. 
So I do see a lot of resurgence on that. There's there's another subgenre called hyperpop and PC music. Politically correct music? Uh, no. Or it's personal computer music? Personal computer music, where it's just or very... people of color music? No, there's no O in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and sometimes they drop because the of or the the is not really a... That is true. That is true. Where it's just very... It kind of makes fun of itself. It doesn't take itself too serious. It is those upbeats, kind of like, you know, MIDI, kind of almost dubstep, what mm-hmm. we grew up on, just a lot more faster, and the lyrics don't make any sense. The dubstep was a joke. I was never into it. Nah, he's really into it. It's all over he his loves to Check it out. It's like 9 I remember high school, songs. he would always be like, yo, listen to this dubstep. Uh, he would give that? me acro music from yeah, Skrillex. Yeah, they actually, his nickname is dubstep. Skrillex wasn't all bad. <laughs> see? See? He, he, he was a him, trap lord. They call him dubstep <laughs> cowboy when he watches Yellowstone. <laughs> not only not not, not only that right. that's very personality so so i do see like you know the younger generation also looking for that new you know not sticking to the formula not sticking to the four chords trying to figure out different music and how to emotionally express themselves yeah give themselves a voice that's something that's just kind of always been like an endless cycle like music is getting stale new innovation comes and i think that's kind of like how industries and sometimes just generations work but i think it's good i think it's good that we evaluate you know where we are and there's always going to be someone on the other cusp like for example i went through this in the 90s music was stale pop blah 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 and then like grunge you know it came in and it and it flipped that and i think i think that always happens and where music is always in flux but there's always the next step and something that's constantly evolving. Yeah, and it's great to see, you know, uh, I'm going to bring up Dua Lipa. Yeah. She's, you know, besides being Gabriel's uh, bias, she's very innovative in using nostalgia. Like, if you listen to Future Nostalgia, uh, that album has a lot of 80s synth uh, mm-hmm. bass, a lot of 80s synth wave and, and rock influenced into it, but it still gives it a fresh new take. Which, you know, not a lot of artists realize or, you know, some of them do. Some of them, the great ones, God, what was that quote? You know, good artists are influenced or inspired by art. Mm -hmm. Great artists steal. Right. Everything is a remix. Exactly. And that's, and to be able to, you know, take from things that have already happened, trends and all that stuff and make it your own and give it a new life. That's amazing. Okay. I think on that thought, I'm going to put you on the spot. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to steal from somebody. So to, oh, play, no. <laughs> to play us out, why don't you just pick up that guitar if it's still plugged in? It is still plugged in. It's still in. plugged in. It's, right. it's been plugged in. Just play us out. Play whatever you want. Don't do Star Wars because Dan wants that unless you want to please him. I don't. But I don't you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. You're going to be the last sound oh, no, that our listeners hear. That's, that's a very. I told you I was putting you on the spot. Also, my plumber's waiting for me to help him move a toilet downstairs. <laughs> You have to do it fast. I think we I also have to have to leave. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. We got a we got a big game or something. Yeah. yeah In time, sure. somewhere where it is. All right. Oh God, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. The the clock has struck twelve. <laughs> it's it's a metaphor. It's not. No, no, no. I know. I, I, I'm oh, okay. just trying to think of what I can play. That's you know. I guess for for Beatles here.
until next time, keep searching.